Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King, and alongside me is Matt Lelloyan. Matt, welcome to the Liberty B-Side Podcast. Good to be with you, Steve, as always. Happy Monday to you. We got to um, celebrate with our staff team this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm coasting on a delicious staff team delicious. post-Easter post meal. Just so, that, just so everyone knows, you're, Matt, Matt's not telling me this. He's telling you this. Oh, yeah. I already know. You already know. I already know. So you got to enjoy okay. the same. I got to enjoy the same you did. good food. Every now and then, it's maybe good for people to know. Our staff team just enjoys to, you know some time together just to change our pace up a little bit. And after Easter is a great time to do that. So True. we got to do a little staff team breakfast this morning. Uh, <clears throat> and some of it, most of it, was made by our very own Tiffany. I was Ford. wondering how you're going to finish that sentence. Some of it, most of it. And I was going to say, is he going to say, was good? It was enjoyable, and I was going to say all of it. I enjoyed all of okay, it. Okay, but uh, but homemade, freshly made. That's a right. A lot of it. A lot of it. Made. Most of it was freshly made. There you go. Yeah, it was good. The so, um, yeah, lo, lo, I, I love I love eggs. You know this about me, I think. I, I do. Maybe anyone who knows me well would Steve, know this. How, how many eggs a week? Because I've upped my egg intake since we maybe had this conversation okay. the last time. How many eggs a week do you think you Personally, you. Yeah, personally, me. You personally, yes. first number, second number, the okay. King family. Okay, myself personally, no less than 21. Eggs a week. Eggs a week. You eat 21 eggs a week. No less than. Because I eat three eggs a day, every day, like clockwork. What are you, Gaston? <laughs> and now, well, that I am. <laughs> now that you're grown, you eat five dozen eggs. Yes, that's right. And you're roughly the size of a barge. Yeah, okay. no less than 21 a week. For sure. There's three eggs a day every day. 20, you eat three a day every day. Every day. Steve, how's your cholesterol? That's the that's the question that my wife would, would have me ask. You know what? It's, uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't measure stuff like that. Anyway. I mean, we live in a world where our medical... <clears throat> Histories are very public. Now. Okay. Yes, that's right. So, yes. Steve, well, how's your, everyone's how's googling your my medical history right now. Is that what's happening? Wait, you can do that. Okay, never mind. I don't. Okay. Touch I, I don't know. Last time I checked my cholesterol, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I thought maybe I was closer to the ballpark of egg consumption of Steve King. I'm in like what do you yeah, have? I'm probably like a dozen a week myself personally, okay. right. and my family's probably another dozen. You're on top. like you're one or two yeah. every other day, a couple days a week. Most yeah. days of the week you're one or two. I can eat a lot of eggs in one sitting, but yeah. I but I it's normally like two in a meal, maybe three. Yeah. I remember we you our families went camping a couple years ago. They did. Do you remember this story? I did. And yeah, I think it was Shay. It was said, Shay. There's yep. no way you would eat this because <laughs> it was the last. It was the last breakfast before leaving. We were like leaving right. in an hour. That's we right. had extra food in the cooler. Yeah. And there, I think there were like like seven or eight eggs left. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we're gonna keep stuff, throw stuff out, eat it. Yeah. And she said, well, there's no way you guys can eat. These eggs before we leave, and I was like, "Scramble up those eggs, scramble them." Oh yes, I mean it's like we took made quick work of those. We did, yeah, yeah. So I ate a lot of eggs. Okay, there so the egg casserole today. Yes, that's how we got there. <laughs> that's right. I was like, "How did we get there?" <laughs> quickly remember, Steve. Quickly remember um, that Tiffany Poor, yes, made member of our staff team. Yeah, right. Family Ministries Director and our Administrative Specialist and a culinary. I mean, this culinary is not a artist, role, but culinary artist on right. the side. That's right. Yeah. And the egg casserole was very good. It was delicious. Agreed. Delicious. We also had a church service yesterday and a, and a sermon. <laughs> Why are we not... recording this podcast? Oh my goodness. So the Liberty B-Side podcast. <laughs> yes. We had a standalone sermon yesterday. We're in between Philippians, which we finished last week. Yep. And next week we start 
taste and see, learning to trust the goodness of God. Yes. I'm, I've been calling it very quickly the goodness of God yeah. series. Okay. So that's, that's a fair, that's a fair summary. It's in the, it's about it's in the title. It's in the title. Mm-hmm. So, um, Matt, give a quick teaser. Yep. The goodness of God series. What's upcoming? Quick teaser. Go. Quick teaser. So, um, the whole idea there of, of learning to trust the goodness of God. So, I think many of us that are Christians and have been Christians, particularly for some period of time in our life, we have some reverence to the maybe what we call the greatness of God. Hmm. We see him as holy, perfect, worthy of our worship and praise. I think where <laughs> we tend to struggle, uh, and this is, of course, is a generalization. Some people struggle with the greatness and majesty of God. But I think many people in our own church setting, in our own kind of circles and tribes, um, struggle with the goodness of God, where where yeah. we say we, we believe that God is good. We believe that his intent is good, uh, that he is working all things together for good, Romans 8. That's right. But how does that square up with our actual circumstances in day-to-day <clears throat> life? There's a real difficulty to trust the goodness of God when our circumstances make it really hard to perceive that he's actually yeah. working for us and for our benefit and for our good. That's right. So we're going to get into that in this series. We're going to talk about God as the source of goodness and the standard of goodness, and we're going to Talk about wrestling through those, like, how do we go through the, the circumstances that, that do seem not good at all? Right. Uh, and in many ways, you know, aren't good um, by certain definition, you know? Right. And um, how do we, how does that square with, with who God has revealed himself to be specifically as a good yep. God, a good father? I know we're doing this a little backwards because we're talking about next week instead yeah. of yesterday first, but let me just wrap that up then so yeah. we don't do it later too. Our Bible studies, which this is a resource that's heavily used by our Bible studies, will be reading through Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly. Yeah. Um, again, you know this. I'm talking to you, but you already know this. So Tell me more. <laughs> um, so it's a supplement to the series, right? Yeah. It doesn't line up. So if everybody, if you haven't heard this yet from Bible Study Leader, yeah. you'll be experiencing this in the weeks upcoming. The, the book study of Gentle and Lowly is not meant to match exactly to the sermon series. Yes. So you'll be hearing things in the sermon on a Sunday and then reading chapters in Gentle and Lowly. And you're like, I don't know if they, they're not supposed to match it's, up. It's not a one for one. That's right. We're studying, we're studying and learning all of this about God's goodness throughout the next 10 weeks. Yes. Um, and so if you haven't heard yet from a Bible study leader, your plan for Gentle and Lowly, reach out to them. Yeah. Right. Um, I've already told them they're, they're on it, but if you haven't heard from them, make sure you reach out to them. Maybe this week, certainly maybe next week, you're going to be start reading Gentle and Lowly. And there's a there's a breakdown of how many chapters roughly right. a week in there. Yeah, yeah. The leader the leaders have a leader's guide um, that breaks it down into two or three chapters a week. They're short chapters. You're reading two or three chapters a week, discussing that in your Bible study time, and then also weaving in what you're hearing and learning from the sermons as well. Yeah, but that could be happening for a couple groups this week. Could be starting next week. Yeah. Because actually, I think there's nine sermons. I think that's right. In, in the Goodness of God series, there's 10 um, like uh, groupings of chapters in the study guide for Gentle and Lowly. Okay. So it's a, hey, we're doing this all at the same time. It goes into and really to the end of June. Yep. And we're embracing what feels a little bit different than studying in the Bible study groups what the sermon was each week. It's yeah. a little different it's than a that. Different. So yeah. let's we're, embrace that. Yep. I'm excited about that. Feel so, free to keep uh, sending in questions about the sermon. If yes. You have them too. Yes, uh, for sure. As well as, as well as gentle and holy. <clears throat> we'll try to delve into both of those. But we thought yep. it would be just a, a good change of pace too to, to also bring in a, this supplemental resource, as you said. That's right. Yeah. All right. So let's, so that we start at the end. Let's yeah. go back to the beginning. Okay. Yesterday. Um, yesterday, Matt, give us the 90 second summary of what yesterday's standalone uh, sermon was on. 
Yep. So it was a standalone, but tied in with the Philippian series that we finished up the week before, um, which, uh, as you remember, um, was on, you know, we walked through the, we walked through the whole book of Philippians and kind of broke it down into a verse, you know, 10, nine or 10 verses at a time. Yep. Yesterday we got the real gift and I thought it was just phenomenal to have, uh, Lori Jekyll and Jen Lowe walking through, um, reciting from memory, the entire book of Philippians, the whole way through all four chapters. Uh, they did a phenomenal job of that. They, uh, were a huge encouragement as well to, um, many people heard some great feedback from people after the service, just how much of a gift that was for them to, to do that. So thank you, Jen and Lori, if you're listening to this, uh, for blessing our church in that. But, uh, as kind of a, um, a way to kind of pull all that together, um, just did a, a standalone sermon on meditation and memorization. Looked at Psalm 1, specifically the line in there about uh, what the blessed life in, entails. Blessed is the man who, and then the psalmist says, walks not, stands not, sits not, but then who delights in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. Right. So talk about really what does it mean to meditate on God's word, to inwardly digest it, to savor it, as a, that of course, you know, to internalize it. Um, that of course relates then directly to the discipline of scripture memorization. Um, which then we got to see an example of uh, from Jen and Lori. That's right. Loved your um, your insight yesterday on the interpretation, translation of the word meditate mm. um, in Psalm 1. Maybe yeah. highlight, highlight that again. Yeah. So that word in the original <coughs> Hebrew language, the word for meditate, <laughs> translated meditate, um, has a really rich and deep meaning. The same word, the same word is translated meditate often in Scripture, but... Um, there's a specific reference in Isaiah where Isaiah describes a lion with its prey and uses that same word for meditate. A lion meditates on its prey. So after a lion has killed its prey, it's sitting there um, with its prey. It's savoring it. It's enjoying it. It's kind of like, um, you know, guarding it. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's owning it. It's just kind of got it there. Mm-hmm. And um, Eugene Peterson picks up on that connection and he talks about this childhood memory of his dog that would bring back deer bones from the wilderness of Montana and bring it and be so excited to bring this bone back to their, their family home and just sit out there in the yard for hours, just savoring this bone that it found, sucking the marrow out of it. You sure. know, so that, so that's, that's the idea of meditate. It's to, to dwell upon for the purpose of, of, of ingesting and internalizing it yeah. and savoring it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we got two questions that came in. Great. Um, one is a little bit more of the, um, how, and a little bit more, the other one is a little bit of the what. Okay. Let's, let's start with the how. Okay. All right. So question comes in, uh, what advice suggestions can you give us to help us to savor scripture better? Mm. For example, how to choose passages to memorize or meditate on methods to use, etc. So the what is a little bit in there, like the how methods. to choose passages. Let's move that to the next question. Okay. Let's focus on the how to meditate on them. What are the methods to use? How do we actually ingest scripture well? Yeah, it's really good. Um, you can find a variety of, kind of lists of passages that are helpful to memorize. Um, there would be passages to memorize that kind of help you share the gospel with people. They're sometimes what's referred to as the Romans road, where if you memorize five different passages verses, even from the book of Romans, you can just recount those and, and share what the gospel is. So it's like Romans 3.23, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Um, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Romans 5.8, um, 
Christ shows his own love for us in that, well, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And you, you walk your way through these passages in Romans and, and thereby say, well, everybody's falling short. When we fall short in sin, the wages of that are death. Yep. Free gift of grace, eternal life. Uh, free gift of God, eternal life, and Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, the, the, here's Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If anyone profess, confesses with their mouth and believes, he'll be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. And I'm drawing a blank on the fifth one. So my youth pastor from back in the day would be very disappointed that I'm four for five. Right Listening now. right now, infuriated. <laughs> I'm sure. In fact, uh, we're getting a call. We're getting a right call. Now. Caller coming in. Um, so there's passages like that for a specific purpose to yep. have on tap um, uh, a way to share the gospel with people. Yeah. So that 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 answer of like how to do it. Well, some passages systematically outlined, therefore, can be how like we'll systematically memorize them they'll yeah. actually help you to memorize them to make it a checklist totally right oh yep. here's here's the first of five things second of five things the checklist approach absolutely to memorizing yeah that's one way another way would be um there are and these have been described by some people as what's called fighter verses where you know your own proclivity to believe lies that satan would tell you you know your own temptations um in your life and, and it's, you know, this is specifically maybe a, um, a, an application of Psalm 119.11, where the psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. And that idea that we actually hide verses in our heart so that we can fight against sin and temptation when it comes. So there would be things like First um, uh, Corinthians 10, uh, 31, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man and God will not tempt you beyond what you can endure when he's faithful to provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So that you, like, I, that's a verse for me, right? I've sure. got that in there. Um, there are, there are verses that just are meaningful to you for, for whatever reason. Um, one that became really meaningful to me in my college years was from Job uh, of all places, which is not as, so if you think of common memorization passages, it's like almost all New Testament. There's, sure. there's, just okay. not a, there's not a ton of like people that memorize massive and a lot of the Old Testament is narrative and yeah. it's not necessarily narrative that you're trying to memorize a ton of. You're more memorizing the, the, the beautiful truths and succinct statements right. about that. Yeah, maybe, maybe Proverbs and Psalms filled with verses that could be memorized outside of Proverbs and Psalms. Those, are the, two, those yeah. are the two major exceptions That's right. um, are Proverbs <clears throat> and Psalms. Absolutely. Well, well put. So, um, so I would say there's not necessarily a right or wrong. Uh, we, we believe that every word of God is, uh, is valuable, you know, it's written for our instruction. Um, so, um, there's not a right or wrong in it, but I would say a great place to start would be if you know your own proclivity, um, to believe lies from Satan, to, to succumb to temptation, find a couple of verses that help you fight that sin and fight that temptation when it comes, start there. <laughs> Because that's because having that hidden deeply in your heart, meditating upon it, will help you. It will yep. come back, and I mean, I speak from personal experiences. It will come back to you um, in moments when yeah. you are tempted. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a maybe that's an, an initial answer to the how. I, yeah. I don't know any any thoughts you have to that, Steve. Yeah. Sense? I um, maybe maybe I think they're great insights. I in my mind, I was setting it up more of like the the practical how. Oh, okay. Right. And so, yeah. um, so I think I misled you. I'm just setting you up there. So that, that goes to like what verses sure. let's come back there in a moment. Okay. Cause I think you did a good job there. I'm thinking of the how, um, essentially it's, 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 uh, it's like a repeat and review. Yeah. Like I think about how repeat and review. So sometimes there's the, 
this is not just Bible memorization, any memorization. Sometimes yeah. I've heard people use something called the sevens, which huh. like, I don't know if this is an actual thing. It could, okay. be, could it be called the eights. Sure. Call it the eights. Okay. I think seven is this number because maybe there's some sociological studies of people need to hear something seven times before they hear it for the first time. Huh. Right? There's some marketing messaging stuff okay. in there. So the sevens approach I've heard before is read it allowed set read it seven times yeah. write it seven times speak it seven times huh so like it's a way of just ingesting it meditating yeah. on it using yep. those words right yep. just like the rep read and repeat yeah right um i love i think writing is a great way and i think you have to know yourself a little bit this way so for me growing up i knew that like when i was in middle school high school if i was getting ready for tests yeah if i could write out an outline the more writing i did of my notes yeah. the more i was able to remember it yeah maybe that's not true for everybody it was for me yeah and so the best i've ever done with scripture memorization has been when i actually take the time to write it out that's good so and write the same verses over yeah. and over and over yeah um and to start with a couple and then build on it totally so i think it's a lot of repeat and review yeah. whether in how yeah. you're saying it then, then close your eyes saying it, looking away from the scripture and saying it versus writing it. Yeah. Some of those came to mind for me for like the practical hows. That's really good. Yeah. I don't know if you want, if you have anything to add to that. No, I think that's, that's right on. Um, <clears throat> I would say writing for sure is very helpful in that. I mean, maybe some people have like photographic memories and don't need to do that. But, um, but most of us <clears throat> have to like really labor. At this. Yeah. So is, maybe yeah. that's a, even a baseline to say it is a labor. It yes. is work. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so, when I did a, a, you know, a season of my life, I did a lot more memorization than I have in recent years. Um, was, uh, even through the, the church that I was involved in did even like, there was like competitions, there was like Bible bowl sure. competition type stuff. So I'm nerding out on like a whole subculture world over here, but, um, a lot of writing was involved in that. So we would do flashcards yep. take yes. verses at a time, yes. flashcards, yep. um, couple other thoughts uh speaking it out loud you mentioned that as well yep. like saying it out loud and you'll realize as you say it out loud that you might you don't although you might get the main ideas of the text but you'll realize those some of those connector words yeah don't really come until you start to speak it out loud and you're like oh yeah i forgot how you get from here to there yes um so speaking it out loud i would say even to that that um you know the psalms especially this this maybe exception along with proverbs in the old testament that people memorize a lot um were mainly songs. They were mainly yes, sung. That's right. And so saying them, singing them out loud, and that's even a tie for me into how helpful music is in memorization. Yes. Yep. Um, so this has actually been the most fruitful way for my kids. Um, and I think your kids to some extent too, you guys do this as well, right? Yep, we do. So where there's, there's great resources <clears throat> available out there now. Um, some of our kids are going through the gospel class right now. Yep. And there's the new city catechism. That's right. And in the new city catechism, uh, the shorter version, the, the children's version, there are um, musical um, musical versions of yes. each of the shorter answers yes. for those. Um, now, that's not scripture directly, and all of the answers are drawn from scripture it's, it's and have references to them, but it's a catechism. It's a catechism. That's right. There also are some great uh, resources out there. I can think of the one that comes immediately to mind is Slugs and Bugs. Yes. Is, is it Slugs thinking? and Bugs or is it Bugs and Slugs? It's got to be Slugs and Bugs. Well, oh, we're looking at ways to settle this. Does right it now. have to be? Bugs? <laughs> it has to be. Bugs and sl- it's slugs and bugs. Okay, good. good. Slugs and bugs. Okay. Slugs and bugs. Okay. All right. Um, slugs and bugs has yes. several albums called Sing the Bible. Yes, they're terrific. 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 Yes. And they have music that's well done and catchy. Yep. And it will and and many of them are actually word for word 
um, yes, Bible passages, including what's the what's Philippians? Sally Lloyd Jones is on there, and she mm. sings from Philippians. Is it three or four? I'm forgetting which one it is now. Um, anything that it, when you uh, thinking about um, whatever is whatever yeah. is true, whatever yes. is yes, yeah, she I, sings I, that. That's good. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's the author of the Jesus Storybook Bible. That's right. Way, who is that person? So and friends with the guy that's the slugs and bugs guy. Yeah, she also is the. Um, she sings from uh, the Old Testament um, uh, about aliens. Um, <laughs> she does. She does. She pulls a great verse out of Deuteronomy. She does. Yeah. Don't eat animals or meat that you yeah. find already dead. But you can feed it to the alien. You can right? give it to the alien. That's Meeting right. someone from yes. a foreign land. That's exactly right. Yeah. But there's a whole comp yeah. on words. I mean, there. honestly, these, I, I, if you have children, you haven't learned about these CDs yeah. yet or this music yet. CDs. <laughs> Why do I say CDs? Because we, you're old. Because uh, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> there's tape cassettes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. So if you have not found this music yet, they're really good. Yeah. Children, they're outstanding. Yeah. And I think as adults... I've recognized how much I have memorized more of these verses from hearing these songs. Totally. Some of these songs and some of the catechism questions, yep. I cannot say them without thinking of nope. the songs. It, music is incredibly, yes. incredibly helpful. If you've got kids, then maybe you have a built-in excuse to listen to some of these other ones. Now also, and this is particularly true in my experience with the Psalms, okay. um, that there are different musical groups. One that comes to mind is called The Corner Room. There's a musical group huh. called The Corner Room. Okay. And there's many now that have, that have done this, that they actually take on projects where they um, they are writing music, modern contemporary type music, yep. to the words of the songs. That's right. And they're trying to do the whole Psalter, all 150 psalms yep. over the course of their musical career. Right. And so you can actually learn a lot of the psalms and get those words into your soul yeah. by listening to this music. You will <clears> memorize <throat> it. by li- There's just something about the way our mind uses music to internalize things. Think about the lyrics that you just know of songs and have yes. known for your whole life. I forget who said it, who's the um, who's the philosopher set that said this. I can think of some Christian uh, speakers that have referenced this line. Okay. I forget who said the line. Oh, man. They said, um, give me the music of a generation. I care not who writes its laws. Ooh. It's a good line. It's a great line. Right? I, don't know who said that. I forget who said it. Yeah. So essentially saying like, give me music. Because I'll capture the minds of the next generation. I don't yeah. care who writes. I don't care who writes the laws of society. Give me, huh. give me the music. Give me the music. And I think there's something that's really powerful about music, as you're speaking to, like it gets. Yeah. You know, actually, when we're maybe the the what we're assuming the what should be scripture, right? yeah. and it, of course it should be. Yeah. We are we are all meditating on something yeah. and digesting, thinking of the. Um, you, you mentioned it was the lion who's yes. over top of his prey. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, I mean, it's kind of, it's humbling for me to go like, where am I doing that in my life? Like, what am I actually, sure. like, as a lion is over his prey, I'm actually ingesting, what is it? Is it that yeah. show? Is it that music? Is yeah. it that, that activity that's really not yep. as much what scripture should be? Little side note, it was convicting for me too. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly right. That's, that's, that's similarly convicting to me. I've got, um, you know, way too much of the office on immediate recall. Like I can, you know, I can drop. References to the office and Parks and Rec because I've, in some ways, yeah, I hear you. I know. In some ways, I've meditated on, you know, like I, I don't at all. Okay, I'm gonna clarify. Like I don't consider that to, the, to be anything of the same value or worth as scripture. No, of course not. Right. But when we talk about these practices and meditating on yep. it repetitively, um, internalize. Like man, I've internalized some quotes. I can like, vi- you know, visualize and remember yeah. quotes yes. from things that ultimately, let's be honest have very little to no eternal value. They're great in conversation. They're right. great as, you know, but like, but 
Um, I, all that to say, I think, and this is maybe an encouragement and a conviction simultaneously. The encouragement is think about what you have already meditated on. You, yeah. You've got some, you've been, yeah. you know, we've all taken stuff into ourselves, That's into right. our soul and it's deep and we've hit and we've savored it and it's there. Um, the convicting part is what? Yeah. And is there capacity for the word of God to be meditated on and ingested that way? Right. That might require you to give up what you've maybe more naturally default to ingesting. Right. I remember when I was younger, uh, so the church I grew up going to, yeah. we had catechism and yeah. Sunday school before church. Yeah. So my father would drive us to church, drop us off, yeah. go back home, get ready for church himself, and my mother would come after that. That's the, that's the dream of every parent. That's, that's the, dream, the dream of every parent. <laughs> Sometimes the dream, they don't even go back to church themselves. <laughs> they just pick them up after church and they had brunch. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, you're distracting me, Matt, Sorry. from the story. Sorry. Uh, so, and I was, I was singing in the car the theme song to the French, French the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Sure. Okay. You were catechized. I was catechized. Right? Yeah. And my father, I remember my father kind of like in a snarky yeah. voice, like said something of, oh, you can sing, you can sing that song from that show, but do you know your catechism verse for today? And I did it in that moment. And it was kind of a little bit of a. A little bit of a burn moment. Yeah. If, burn, if, a burn, if my sister could have said burn from the back seat, if that was a thing back then, that, she would have. And she, she started it right then. She started it right then. That was the first, the first so one. So can you take a verse of scripture right now and put it to the theme song of oh my gosh. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? That's the, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, in my mind, I started to try to do it with First John. First John, I started to try to do it. But I'm not going to do that. I'll do it in my Bible study. Maybe we'll work Friday. on that. Okay, That'll we'll be okay. That'll be a project. Let's, so let's go now to more of what okay. you were talking about before. Yep. The what? Okay. You started about like what verses? Yeah. So the question here is: Do you have practical tips on how to choose scripture to memorize while finding a balance between memorizing a whole book and taking a verse out of context? I don't want to memorize a single verse as like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, yeah. and not get the whole meaning. Yeah. But it's also daunting as a beginner to memorize a whole chapter. Yep. Like it is daunting for totally. sure. So I'll certainly affirm that. And I think in terms of the, ha- the you know, the what there, the specifics, like I would say always read, read the passage, like read the whole passage. Yeah. So you get the context, Yeah. but feel no pressure that you have to memorize the whole passage. Like I think you get, so for like, so the, you know, this is the most immediate one that comes to mind in Philippians, Philippians 413. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the verse that gets taken out of context all the time. Right. So don't just go to Philippians 4 and read Philippians 4.13 or any other place and just read the one verse. That's right. Read the passage, but then feel free to just memorize Philippians 4.13. Sure. Like to yes. just, just make an index card out of that. Write it out. Um, there are some songs that that I'm sure you could Google some songs and find some Philippians 4.13 songs out there. Um, none come to mind immediately. But, um, um, man, what you know what just came to mind? Uh, Romans 8. The whole chapter of Romans eight, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Church in Nashville has a whole album that's Romans eight. Okay, and the music's really well. I haven't heard that. Oh man, okay. and um, I think it's Shy Lin, uh, the Christian hip hop artist mm-hmm. who like reads it, um, maybe more than reads it, kind of like almost dramatically reads it. Yeah, at the beginning of the album, and then each song kind of takes a few verses and 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 say, and there's some tunes in there that that have really helped me with Romans eight. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the whole thing memorized by any means, yeah. but I've I've used that. So, um, but I would say um, to this question, yeah, read read broadly, but memorize narrowly, and start sure. there. Yeah, don't feel any pressure from. So, you know, Jen and Lori, um, 
worked up to that. Yes. <laughs> like they didn't just go, I'm going to do the whole thing. It was like two weeks ago. <clears throat> yes, was created. Yeah, sure. No. And, and they, and they also memorized <clears throat> verses of scripture for many years yep. before they ever took on a, a giant chunk of scripture. Like yeah. That. I'd also say, um, the value of starting with a verse or two, mm-hmm. understanding the context. Why study a verse or two? To prove to yourself that it can be done. Like, totally. I, this is, I know my own proclivity is to go, well, if I can't do the whole thing, I won't do part of it. Yeah. And that happens in different areas of my life. Right? Sometimes, so if, if Abby's listening to this right now, she can think about all the home projects that sometimes take me 10 times as long because I just, I want the whole day sure. to do the whole thing. And the reality is I don't have, I just don't find whole, you know, nine, 10 hour, 11 hour days to get everything done. Sure. You got to got to take it piece by piece. Yeah. And so my, yeah. I, I sometimes don't always do a great job of that. Yeah. Well, that would, where that could show up in memorizing scripture is going, well, if I can't memorize the whole chapter, I won't memorize one verse. Oh, I'll do the whole chapter later, later, later. Yeah. Hey, just start, yep. just start picking up a couple yep. verses and let them build upon each other. That's right. I'd also say there's, there's some, you mentioned a couple before, like how to find maybe a verse that would be helpful for you individually to learn. Yeah. There's also some good ones. Like think about the seven I am's of Jesus. Like yep, there's, good. there's some, there's some verses throughout scripture mm-hmm. that we should go like, yeah, that'd be helpful to know. Yeah. Um, even reading through, you know, Proverbs is a book. I know we're doing a Bible reading plan right now. It's like yeah. not to add on another thing. Yeah. But if you find yourself in a phase of your life where you're going like, if you read one of uh, the chapters of Proverbs a day, you could do that. It's 31, right? It's 31. 31 chapters. Yeah. And so you do that every month. You're going to like have this little repetition every day reading the same one, right? If you That's go right. through a month. So you just find different themes and truths in scripture that you do actually want to grow into your heart more. Yeah. Um, statements of Jesus. Maybe, um, you know, think of the Beatitudes. The Sermon on the Mount is a great place a great to one. go to. Yeah. Um, and we've seen in Philippians, there's different passages and there are some, <clears throat> there's great portions of chapters or whole chapters, maybe a chapter from one book and a chapter from another. I think the more we do this, the more you see how possible it really is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's ever helpful to, I mean, reach out to, you know, your Bible study group leader to, you know, one of the elders of our, like, if it's helpful and you're like, I just really have no idea where to begin. We're happy to talk through that more um, with you. There's also, you know. Um, there are whole systems of memorizing things that you can find if you look online. True. There are apps now that have been developed to help people do this. So there's one, I think you have to buy this or maybe pay like five bucks a year or something, but it's called, it's just called verses and you can actually use apps on your phone to help you memorize things. It's not that we all need like a lot more screen time in our lives, but, um, but there are tools out there yeah. that even, that even do leverage, you know, current technology to help you do stuff like that. And it, if that's, if it's a choice between you kind of checking the news again or the weather again, or like pulling up versus this app versus on your phone and, and having kind of the, the repetition aspect of it when yep. you're, when you're standing in line somewhere or whatever, um, that could be a great help yeah. aid as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, those are the questions for today. That's great. Um, want to invite everybody, keep sending questions in thinking, especially as we're going into the goodness of God series, you may find a question be prompted from, the sermon, you may find a question prompted from the reading of the chapters in Gentle and Lowly. Yeah. Even if you don't think that one corresponds to the other, don't let that be a reason for not submitting a question. Sure. Even at the very least, you say, hey, if this is a question for whether it's this week or a future week, as things come to mind, as we go into the next nine, 10 weeks of study, 
yeah. uh, through our sermon series in Gentle Lowly. If you have questions, ask them. Yeah. Even yeah. if you think it's a question that you're going to like, will be asked later, just ask it. Like, Feel we're okay. It. You never know how that question can be helpful for you in that week or helpful for others. Yeah. Too. So that's right. Yeah. We're looking forward to that series. It's going to be a good series. Yeah. Upcoming. Yeah. Matt, thanks for the time today yeah. on the podcast. Everyone enjoy the rest of the week. We will see you uh, later this week, certainly on Sunday for worship. You'll be there. We'll look forward to that. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources, information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.